0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate
1: Reyes. It all starts
0: right now.
1: Welcome back to the 3-0 Take presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 387. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Happy
0: Thursday. Happy, happy Thursday. Kyle, I'm buying today. What are you buying? Big surprise. Buying on Thursdays. I think there's a trend there. I'm buying Baker Mayfield. I don't know. Some of you are like, hold up. Wrong sport. I don't know if you saw those comments. Baker plays for the Bucks. I, I had sure a pretty did. decent day against the Vikings. And, uh... Somebody was like, "Uh, dude, are you cheating? Did you, get the, did you get those signs over there with the Vikings? Baker goes, nah, bro. I'm a Rangers fan, not an Astros fan.
1: I'm so sick. Of, Juice like, me up. <laughs> I'm Juice so, me up. Well, first of all.
0: I know you're me, sick of it, but I like it. Some of me, us aren't
1: over it. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll clarify. But first, before I do that, I got to state that. Once again, I am recording it in the back of our car mm. here on Beach Week. Didn't want to go through the hassle of asking the whole family to be quiet while we recorded. So,
0: yet again, I'm here. Anyway.
1: Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get as hot in here. Hopefully we can ride this one out. Um, with that said, though, I am sick of this generation of sports fans. And I hate to say it, but it. To, from what I've seen, it tends to be the younger ones who, like, can't comprehend that like legal sign stealing used to actually be a thing. Uh oh, and yeah. honestly still was up until yeah. probably like the mid twenty tens. And then once the whole Astros thing went down, any sort of uh commentary regarding uh like any possible, ounce of stealing. Yeah, any yeah. sort of uh, sign stealing, it's like, well, they they must be using some illegal method to acquire yeah. these signs. It's like no common sense can tell you that like legal sign stealing can exist and more times than not the reality of it is is the team that's having their sign stolen are they're not taking care of their sign like projecting whatever it may be sign relaying whatever you want to call it it's not always illegal so let's let's chill like with and I guess by me saying this, I'm coming to the defense of Baker Mayfield, but it's like, can we just stop accusing people every time they maybe use their athletic abilities or intuition to maybe pick, on, pick up on something? Can yeah. we stop accusing them of cheating? Please, yeah. I'm done with it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, buying or selling for me. What am I buying or selling today, Nate?
0: Mm. I think you should buy.
1: I had another buy. Did
0: you see uh Adam Wainwright's uh last games at Bush? He's doing a concert. You're gonna have a concert. He's I playing. That. I saw
1: that. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Whose idea is that? Do you think that's him coming know. to the team being like, oh, can probably. I do this? Or are they probably. like, hey, we really want you to do this as a as a I have a feeling present. that's Wayno. Yeah.
0: I think that's a little... It's a little weird. It's a little weird, but like, whatever. I mean, the season's shot. His season is absolutely shot. Should have been shot a while ago. Tough. So, like, go out on a bang, I guess. Play some guitar. Sing a little bit. It's gonna be like his songs, too. Just weird, man. It, the whole thing's kind of strange, but I like it. Like, why not? Give these cards fans something to root for. But interesting, just real interesting. I like Wayno, though. I think he's going to do I think he's going to stick around and do stuff like for MLB. Not necessarily for MLB, but I think he's going to do something for baseball.
1: Doesn't he have your, already have a contract with Fox or what? He came on to Fox is like a part time. Yeah, guy but at some point, didn't he?
0: I remember he did this interview like a year or two ago and I think he is a part of a team that's like working to do like a hard knocks thing for baseball. I I think he is like wanting to do something for it. So I'd love I'd love to see him lead the charge, but he's great in the booth too. Like he's oh, really yeah. good in the booth. So
1: Oh yeah. A true professional. Yeah. Ever I love that guy.
0: So, uh, if it was anyone else playing guitar on their own last homestand, I probably wouldn't be on board, but I'm I'm buying Wayno. So, you can steal that one if you'd like.
1: I'll steal that one. All right. Well, I mean, if if, if on record, I guess I'll just say I'm buying Dunks. Literally, uh, starting <laughs> my day with some Dunkin'. No free ads, but I, you and I were talking about it beforehand. It's like playing Russian Roulette with, with Dunkin' Ice Coffee. For sure. And I'm sure there's people out there that would agree. Um, I get it if you hate Duncan. Uh, but look, it's either gonna be terrible or it's gonna be the greatest iced coffee you've ever had. There's really no mm. in between, and I'm willing to put up with all the times it's terrible for that one or two times that it's fantastic. So, did you,
0: did you tap into your basic white girl and and get the pumpkin one?
1: I sure didn't. No, no. Cream I'm not a sugar big pumpkin guy. No, I I I won't cave to that. I'm not I'm not about the whole pumpkin fall drink. Yeah craze i don't need it <laughs> don't need it it's not even technically fall yet though right isn't uh, fall like september 22nd we don't need to be we don't need don't to be know. doing that uh, they, they came I'm out eager. with the drinks in august what are we doing anyway i'm, I'm eager sidetracked.
0: i'm eager i'm so ready to be wearing sweats i'm so done with this
1: fall is meanwhile you're at the season. beach like
0: <laughs> you, you, well, that's you gotta soak in My your family- last few days of summer
1: yeah, my fa- they're all like, "Hey, let's go to Starbucks and get all the new fall drinks." I said, <laughs> "I said, yeah, we can wait until after the beach, and then you all can get as many fall drinks as you want." But until then, it's still summer here. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk uh, Phillies Braves. Some, some—I don't even know if you want to call it drama. It's really look. I've noticed a trend with with myself, and I think you you would fall in line with this as well. Whenever there's whenever there tends to be a headline that comes across, I feel like and correct us if we're wrong, but I feel like you and I can inject some reason into a headline or a conversation or a narrative when people just wanna blow something out of the water. I think that's why people are listening. I like to think so. Like just there's so much sensationalism going on. There's so many I mean that's that's how media survives, especially in the sports world. Like you gotta come up with your clickbait, you gotta come up with your headlines. I get it. But I'd like to think that we can inject some reason into a into a conversation surrounding an incident such as this. Uh, Phillies and Braves made some made some waves this week. Uh, Braves roll into Philly, take three of four. They clinch the division. We'll get into that in just a minute. But uh, the news was surrounding some comments made by <clears throat> Phillies manager Rob Thompson, where he said. Uh, Something I think it was. I just want to want my guys to act like they've been there before, and it was in response to Ronald Acuna Jr.'s uh home run trot slash celebration after his I want to say it was like 37th home run of the season. Mm-hmm. I think it was on what was that Tuesday to yeah, Tuesday night. Um, look, it's <sighs> I know how I feel about the trot. I think you would probably feel the same way. But like we're not in a place to sit here and complain about it or or anything like that yeah. because it's just the way it's it's the way baseball is. It's the way sports are now. So like what's the point in complaining about it or making a big fuss about it? All I know is that I'm I'm just tired of the back and forth, regardless which side of the aisle you're on with this stuff. Like I'm tired yeah. of the people coming out and saying like, well, back in my day, like I can appreciate right. that. I can appreciate previous eras of baseball because I'd like to think of myself as somewhat of a like traditionalist purist, whatever you will. But I've also come around to I think many, so too. many new facets of the game. Yeah. But like, what does Rob Thompson think he's going to accomplish here with this comment? Like, ha, you got to read the room, Rob. Like, this this is not the first time this narrative has been brought up. Like, we've more yeah. than beat this into the ground. But then on the flip side, like, <laughs> Ronnie, what are we doing, guy? I mean, if you go back and watch the video, and I know I literally just got done saying, like, we're not— in any position to complain about it. I'm I'm not necessarily <laughs> complaining about it. I'm just I'm I'm recapping what happened. Let me see if I can find hits it. Hits the hits the ball. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find it. Hits the ball, admires it, flips the bat, uh makes his way, points to the points to the clubhouse, or points to the uh the bullpen. Are you still with me? Yeah. Okay, I can't see you. Shout out to the uh, Beach House Wi-Fi. (laughs) Um, All right, so let's start from scratch here. So he launches the ball left center, close to an upper deck shot, points to his first base coach – or no, no, hold on. Admires it, flips the bat, points to his first base coach, daps him up, points to the bullpen – Flaps his arm like a bird. Yeah, hit him with the fly eagle's the, fly. The dugout's going crazy. Stops at third. Does his, like, 30-second little hoopty-doop around third base. Does his little cross-up as he's coming home. Does his little icy ice point to the sky. I'm cold. Shiver, shiver. Daps up. Michael Harris at home. Like, I mean, it's not by no stretch is it the worst thing I've ever seen, but also I can, I can understand if you're Rob Thompson, like, dude, just uh, baseball fan or I I feel like people in the baseball world forget that it's like not illegal to just run the bases. Like, it's not a requirement. It's not in like your contract that you have to showboat around the bases. Like, Like if you want to do that, so be it. But also like, it's not illegal to round the bases. It's just so much. Like, it's a lot.
0: It's just a lot. The bat flip. You got to do something at first base. You got to do something as you're approaching second base. Another thing with your third base coach. Another thing crossing home plate. It's just a lot. Like, I, I think even Braves fans can acknowledge that it's a lot you have on 87 wristbands it's just like like i understand it dude you're really good i'm not hating on you as a player i'm just like i don't know on my on this side of the aisle i lean more towards the humble i'm going to hit hundreds of these in my career so it is what it is and I don't know, like it with Rob Thompson's comments. Like you kind of go back to you remember the days in you know B. Harp showing up in D.C. for the first time, and you know Jason Worth is like, no, take that crap off your face, get all that black like the eye black off, like stop acting like this. Like it's time to be a big leaguer, and I think I would assume that Bryce Harper has transitioned into that guy now in his clubhouse. And Rob Thompson, you know, basically fits that style as well. And I'm not saying everyone needs to. I'm not saying you shouldn't have celebrations. I love the team things where each guy has like their own thing at second base. But it's now gotten to the point where like it's so lopsided that everyone's doing it. You know what I mean? If we're all the same, if we're all doing something and we're all the same. Right. So like what's going to make you stand out? What's going to be different? And it's now at the point where like if you're just trotting. And you're just putting the bat down, you're different. And it is a little bit of a flex. Now it's gotten that way. So. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with whatever you want to do, but like. Tone it down a bit. I mean, sheesh.
1: Yeah, and look. and It's making and me a Phillies fan, here and just, by the way. I mean, I've been a Phillies fan for my entire life. What can I say? <laughs> um, but it's back to this Rob Thompson thing, because I don't want to sit here and just sound like we're just railing on Acuna, because Acuna's Acuna. We've acknowledged that. Yeah. Uh, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's, he's not the only he, one that's I – mean, yeah. No, and, it, and I mean, baseball as a whole is better when he's playing and he's doing what he's doing, especially the year he's having right now, but – with that said, let's flip the script on Rob Thompson. I saw a lot of Braves fans to their in their defense. They're coming out saying, "Hold up, Rob, have we forgot about how uh, how things went in October with the Reese Hoskins uh, bat slam?" And you know, like I have to take that into consideration when I'm looking at this right. whole thing because I'm going, "Okay, sure. well, Rob, like if you if you look at your own guys, I mean, Kyle Schwarber stands at home plate." longer than most after his home runs right uh and then you got the reese hoskins thing i mean bryce harper from time to time will will let you know he got into one but all in all like keeps it pretty tame but that it goes back to my point of like can we just stop with the narrative altogether because there's hypocrisy on both sides there's hypocrisy all around where it's like okay well i just want to act i want my guys to act like they've been there before it's like which is another thing by the way I don't think I don't think Braves fans understand what the phrase "act like you've been there before, because I saw so many comments being like, hey, Rob, Acuna's got a ring on his finger. So he has been there before. And I'm like, that's the point I think that he's trying to make is like, yeah, act like you've done this before. Right. It's safe to assume with the core that you have in Atlanta that you're probably this this is not going to be the first season that you have where all eyes are on you to win the World Series because of how mm-hmm. good you are. So like let's just let's dial it back a little bit and and behave as though this is going to be a recurring thing. My favorite thing you want to talk about flexes, my favorite thing and it happens a lot in college baseball, occasionally at the pro level. But my favorite thing is when you win some sort of uh uh play in game or you win some um early round game to advance you to the next next round, whatever it may be, the ALDS, NLDS, whatever that advances you on and there's not much of a celebration that's like, All right, yeah, sweet. Yeah, we did what we had to do, yeah. But the job's not done. So we're gonna right. save all that until after the fact. Right. You rarely see that anymore, and to me, that's that's quite the flex because it's like, honestly, this was kind of light work for us, so there were really not gonna. There's really not much to celebrate. That to me, that's that, more like, insulting. To that's the other just team. like, right? It's like you're going hard. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. So, uh,
0: but not. The, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like come down on the Braves for celebrating. I'm not gonna come down on that because I mean, like, winning the no, division, no, no. doing it in like the opposing, your rivals stadium like I you know that's across all sports like that's something that you know a lot of people dream about but yeah dude I don't know it's especially having a ring like you said like you they've they've crossed that finish line before this is just still the regular season I think it's okay to to tone it down and like it's strange to act like it's unjustified for Phillies fans to hate you. You know what I mean? Like during their celebration, he's like pointing at the crowd and like waving at them after the game. And they're just raining down with booze. And it's like, uh, you're, you're acting like it's not justified. Like obviously they hate each other like that. You're going to go in there and be hated. And I don't know. It's, it's not over. You know what I'm saying? Like you haven't eliminated the Phillies completely. You might see them again. Who knows? So that's part of me. I will say with the celebration, the one thing I am fully on board with, 110% on board with, is the pizza party in the clubhouse afterwards. (laughs) To crush beers and champagne and then immediately move into some pizza. I've never seen food anytime in a clubhouse before. Have it you? does
1: come, it does come full circle from um, for a lot of these guys. I'm sure you know coming through elementary school, you get like the half slice of pizza <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the Friday because that's all the I teacher think can I afford.
0: Eddie Rosario got like two full slices, dude. Like, give
1: me that. <laughs> so you come up through elementary school, you're just balling out as like a little ten, eleven year old having half slices of pizza, and then you make it to the show, and then yeah, you're still having pizza. I'm all about that. Yeah yeah i think, it's like, I think michael, it dope. it's like michael scott said it's the great equalizer yeah rich people like pizza poor people like pizza
0: it's true one I'm thing about one it. thing that um, not to rain on that at all but like one thing that hit me hard was that like the pizza thing in elementary school the one when i heard that like it's the teacher buying it i'm like oh my heart you're right like i'm sorry bro i'm coming down on you for not having enough That's- to share but like
1: No, no, no! It's
0: the teacher like pulling it out of their own purse. You know what I mean? I'm
1: not ragging on teachers at all. Mad respect to the teachers who would go out of pocket, out of their own way. That was sick. Yeah. To to grab a pizza and a couple two liters of coke. I'm all about that, and I will forever be the little slivers for 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 those teachers. Yeah. Uh, Wrapping up the conversation here on the Braves, though. You know. it's 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 tough for me to look at what the Braves are doing and then in the same in the same vein look at how Braves fans are responding i've never i don't know if i've ever seen a team Outside of maybe the Astros, but that's a whole different conversation based on what went down. But I don't think I've ever seen a fan base create more of a us versus the world. Uh, like, I know. Just unjustly so. where it's I like, don't get it. You have... Nate, I got a little note here for you. This is their sixth division title in a row. They have the most division titles of any MLB team since division play started back in 1969. Since 1991, they have ended the regular season at the top of their division 21 times. At 96-50, and they clinched the division this year in 146 games, the second quickest clinch in the divisional era. Why, Braves fans... Have you created this narrative where it's you against the world? Like people don't hate you because you're good. I think people just hate you because you guys act like you're the underdogs. (laughs) Like you shouldn't be here. You sign your stars for, you want to talk about pizza. You sign your stars (laughs) for a box of pizza and then you guys go out and win the division every year. Like, why? Why is this yeah. narrative being created? I don't understand. I don't know. I've never I'm seen a it. fan base more defensive. I I don't I just don't get it's it.
0: It's true. They're overly defensive. Well, here's what's nice though. It, and are you done? Like did you go through all those notes? That's what I got. Perfect. Then we don't have to talk about them for 2 weeks. <laughs> we don't have to say another thing about the Braves for a while. Cuz they're in, we're done talking about him. That division's over. Give us a nice little break away from them.
1: I'm sure people are tired of hearing about the Braves, so... Except matty
0: We're probably going to be talking about matty Because, goodness. I don't goodness. know. Kuno's
1: on, uh, like, 80, 40, 100
0: watch. 40, 40... 60 or 40, 70? 40, 80. 47. He's already over 60.
1: I thought it was 40, 70. You might be right. 40, 40 80. Either That's way. That's absurd. And... Enough about the Braves. I'm, I'm done talking about the Braves. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about J-Rod. 30-30, the fourth player in MLB history to have a 30-homer, 30-stolen base season at age 22 or younger, joining Acuna Jr., Mike Trout, and Alex Rodriguez. That's big wanna, time, dude. I want to ask you, because this is actually something that I meant to ask you a couple weeks back um, when he was really starting to heat up. Do you think J-Rod has the capability and I, this may sound like a stupid question to some, but like I feel like there's more than one one factor at play here. Do you think J-Rod has the capability of truly becoming one of the faces of baseball? Because credit to MLB, they are doing they're they are trying their darndest to make him. Mm. The face of Major League Baseball, but do you think that he's going to be able to consistently put up the numbers that are required to fill a role like that? Given that he plays in Seattle,
0: I think we're, we're so, so obsessed th- with home runs nowadays. So I'm going to say no,
1: because you, yeah, because you have to remember, like he wasn't off to the 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 fastest start. Right. to the year. And he wasn't being he wasn't being talked about all that much, wasn't being covered as much because obviously yeah. you got guys like Acuna going off. You got Tatis making his comeback. Like other guys were filling those uh, conversation spots. Mm-hmm. And J-Rod, I feel like, was kind of off to the side. So unless he's putting up a 30-30, 40-40 30, year every year, I don't know if he's going to be able to consistently hold that no, that I agree. I would agree. Um, And I, I think
0: it is the fact that he's not as polarizing as some of those other guys. You know what I mean? Like he, Which- he's like Acuna is loud. He's in your face. He's going to get to the point where people are either going to love him or hate him. he's not already getting there
1: which that's been a thing forever like the media eats that kind of stuff up whether you're polarizing one way or the other if you're polarizing you're gonna get the clicks you're gonna get the views and that's what the media eats up and that goes back to what i said weeks ago where it's like gone are the days when you can just be good at your craft whether it's baseball whether you're an artist whether you're a songwriter whatever it is i feel like gone are the days where you can just be good at your craft and actually get the recognition that you deserve because you have to be you have to be saying controversial things. You have to be right uh, creating controversial things. You have to be reacting or responding in a way that draws so much attention, whether it Super be negative toxic. or positive. Yeah, toxic at this point. It's just, it's it's really sad, but I mean that's where we are, and it's unfortunate for a guy like J. Rod who just goes out and does what he does. And yeah, and don't
0: get me wrong, like he's a stud, and he's gonna be a stud, and he's gonna be a stud for a while, and like he's gonna remain fun to watch. And I hope that he can find a way to bring a ring to Seattle. Um, but it's just, it's not... I think they're so thirsty for like a, you know, Griffey Jr. 2.0. And I just, I don't think that he's quite like that. You know, he's a little bit... It sounds like he's a little more reserved. It's He's a little bit quieter. He's still exciting, don't get me wrong. And at the same time... Based on what Acuna is doing in the stolen bases, what we're seeing with home runs this year and last year, like 30-30 is becoming less and less impressive. As awesome as it is, as young as he is to do this, and like I don't want to take away from the fact that he's crossed this. Like this is dope, and it's something I saw the, I don't know if you saw the video of his dad reacting when he was watching it, like so sick. I love, like love it. And I'm a, I'm a J-Rod fan for sure. But face of baseball is a totally different title. Totally different title. And it is this, like, you got to be this monument, statue-worthy Otani judge. Like, you've got to be doing freakish things that we've never seen before. And I'm not sure J Rod is quite at that point of doing things we've never seen before.
1: Yeah. And to reiterate, not taking anything away from him at all. But the reality is, based on the sample size we have thus far, and it, he's young. I'm not, I'm not like writing him off by any stretch. I'm simply saying if you, if you extrapolate the, likely trajectory of his career based on his skill set based on what he's shown us so far it's very likely that he will be overshadowed in the category of home runs probably the category of stolen bases he's not going to have he's not going to have the edge in the power he's not going to have the edge in in speed yeah there's really not many statistical categories or facets of the game where he's going to be the guy Mm-hmm. And because of that, to your point, he's going to have to do something. It's got to be, so- it's got to
0: be like, it's got to be like Jeter. Like he has to get three or four or five rings in Seattle for him to, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and he's just super likable. And you know what I mean? Like that's the route he would have to go because again, like Jeter didn't have all of those tools where he was leading the league in a certain category every year either. So I yeah, right. I and- agree.
1: And in a case like Jeter, his his legend, his his stature grew as he developed in his career. Mm-hmm. It was never this overnight thing with Jeter, where it's like, okay, like this is the face of baseball. That yeah, the reality of it is, early in his career, I mean, he got. Correct me if I'm wrong. He did he not get sent down, or am I thinking of Mariano? Um, I he think-
0: got he got sent down. He came up for like the the back end of a year um right 95 so, got sent back down and then took off 96
1: right so like it was never struggling 96 he,
0: though yeah
1: he, he he didn't take over and i think the same thing is is going to happen with j-rod where you've got a guy who as has like a normal his, trajectory it's, yeah, it's just there's, normal there's nothing wrong with that like he doesn't yeah. have to take over the league by storm but right it's, it's unfortunate that he's going to be uh especially if he stays in the al with this contract yeah. that he's got for however many years He's gonna be up against the likes of a judge, of an Otani, depending upon where he ends up, who knows. Um, and that's just with his within his own league, much yeah. less forget about all of Major League Baseball. Well, so when you tough. talk
0: about like tools and stuff, like when you think of when you think of like just run down your tools of what's you're most excited about when you're watching baseball. Like home runs, he's not gonna be the perennial top five or top three guy. When you think about like super crazy arm strength like we're so obsessed with the the velo coming out of these outfielders nowadays he's not really top three there either talk about like these insane base running skills that we've seen with like a tatis or um you know it's just certain guys like that making crazy swim moves or like you know tagging up on an infield pop-up or stuff like that he's not really that guy either he is excellent across the board and he checks all the boxes he does all the stuff right but i think it's going to be the like the humble quiet i'm just really good route that's gonna make him last forever be a legend uh it's not gonna be the other stuff which it is what it is you know and that's fine i i I would rather appreciate a Julio Rodriguez for as long as we possibly can and just see what he's, what kind of numbers he's going to have after 10 years. And I hope it's just a consistent, really, really good, and then all of a sudden he's just crossing milestones when he's 33, 34, 35, and you're like, whoa, this guy's just been doing it for a long time, which he absolutely has the tools to do.
1: Switching gears here, talking about a guy that quite possibly, most likely, will not be doing it for a long time. Alec Manoa. Uh, What happened, dude? Guy, reports come out, says that he declined to report to AAA, refused, I saw in in a number of headlines, refused to report to AAA because he was unhappy with his demotion. And it sounds like now I think reports are coming out saying that he's done for the year at all levels. Not just not just AAA, not a return to the big leagues at any point during the regular season, the postseason. It sounds like he's being shut down for the year. What happened? What do you mean what
0: happened? He grew up in this society. He grew up where, you know, everyone gets a trophy. And, you know, it's just if you're not good enough to make your club team, you go start a new club team. You know, this is this is what he grew up in. And it's like it's this is the product now. You know what I mean? You got guys that act like that, you know, just act like spoiled brats. There's no other way to explain it. He's he's spoiled. And it's so crazy that like a week ago, I was just talking about David Wells doing that interview, and he was talking about like, it doesn't matter how much a guy makes. It doesn't matter how how long they've been around. If they're not performing, they need to be sent down. They need to go figure stuff out. And it sends a message. You're doing all this while your team is really like putting all the everything in on this wildcard race. Like, what are you doing? All you need is one or two solid starts at AAA, your backup, your boys are making a run, and you could wash away. All year, you could wash away all your ridiculousness this year with one good postseason start in the Rogers Center, holding it down, dude. Like That's all it would take, and everyone would forget about this year. But no, you had to throw
1: a fit. And for those doubting that point that you just made, perfect example, J.D. Drew in the 2007 postseason, struggled all year, hit the Grand Slam, that's all he's remembered for that year. They go on to win the World Series. Yeah. If you're out Manoa, all you would need is to, like you just said, ramp it back up, get yourself into, into a spot, position yourself to make a start or two that helps your team accomplish the goal that yeah. they set out for in spring training, that they set out for every year to win the World Series. But no, you wanted to go throw a little hissy fit, And this came, what, a year or two, maybe not even two years, maybe, what, less than a year, where he made his comments about, like, the, what did he say about the pressure and the car tires and all that? And I'm like. Uh, I don't even know. Dude, this is, (laughs) this is how you're going to respond to this quote unquote pressure. Like, you get put into a situation where you have to prove yourself or to, like, actually commit yourself to something and you, you cower away at the first sign of. Difficulty, like come on, dude. Yeah,
0: what a little hissy fit. It's ridiculous, dude. And like, if I were the Blue Jays, I'd be done. I'd be, I'd be okay walking away.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't pull that, dude. It
0: it's so clear that the Blue Jays are are lacking discretion, possibly leadership. To be honest with you. Possibly leadership. You know, like you have all the tangibles. This roster is put together to to do some things. Some of us argued it would be the best offense in the league before the year. Why is this not clicking? At a certain point it's gotta be like there's there's some there's they're lacking a voice, they're lacking uh the strong veteran that's just like Shut up and do your job. Stop talking and just do your
1: job. Tough. It's hard to see. Hate to see it. I love to see it. I'm I'm so out on on Manoa, dude. Guys. Coming at everybody last year, though.
0: Coming at everybody last year. Ready to fight the world last year. Ready to take on anybody when goings are good. Like, all right, bro.
1: And. And for me, it's it's guys like this that justify the the commentary that surrounds guy that surrounds guys that run their mouth where people mm-hmm. are like do just like you were saying, just shut up and do your job. But then you get the people that are like, bro, stop being a stop being a boomer, like stop being an old head. Just let him play the game. It's like, no, there there is a there are a percentage of players in the league that can run their mouths and actually back it up. But it's safe to say the majority of guys that do that end up like an Alec Manoa, where it's like, you run your mouth, you make yourself look like an absolute clown, Mm -hmm. and then you end up at, like I said, the first sign of a challenge or adversity,
0: nowhere to be found. Bro, if you got the skill set, do it. Do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, if if you're showing up, putting up numbers, do whatever you want. Michael Jordan was the biggest trash talker in all of sports.
1: Yeah. And what did he say? What was that quote that came out during the last dance documentary where he was like, if you you the sign of a good man is when you run your mouth when you're down. It's easy mm. to run your mouth when you're up. True. And Alec Manoa is down and he's nowhere to be found. Yep. So that's all you need to know about Alec Manoa. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> let's uh let's talk about some. Some injuries, some uh, seasons that are coming to a close. We got Max Scherzer, Yu Darvish, O'Neal Cruz, to name a few. Uh, Max Scherzer just came out yesterday that he will miss the regular, the rest of the regular season with a uh, strain that they, I think, initially believed was what they called a tricep strain. I don't know if you saw the video, but it, he was very clearly in, in some discomfort after uh, pitching relatively well in that in that start, uh, but he will be out for the remainder of the regular season and most likely the postseason, I believe. Um, mm, if they I get there, Bochy said, yeah, if they get there. But if this is it for Scherzer in twenty twenty three, finishes with a three seven seven and a one twelve whip. Um, I mean. I guess you could say the Mets dodged a bullet here. I like I don't I mean, I know they're still on the hook for some of that, but it goes back to what I was saying an episode or two ago where it's like, are are we at the point where we can start having the Scherzer is dare I say, washed conversation? Because I just don't and it, it's no, it's nothing that has to do with uh any fault of his it's more just a matter of father time is undefeated and he's getting yeah. he's getting up there in age and as a guy who gives max effort no pun intended every time he takes the mound this is inevitable like the wear and tear on his right. on his arm is taking its toll and i just don't know if we're going to see any any sort of competitive version of max scherzer again moving forward like i i just i don't see it because he's he's gonna go out i mean i i say maybe not competitive because he's gonna he's gonna give you the competitive side every time he takes the ball but in terms of the numbers and the box score at the end of each outing, i just don't know if we're gonna see what we're used to seeing with him moving forward because the i don't know like i said the wear and tear is just it's adding up
0: well, he's owed forty three million next year. So he's definitely coming back. I think it's he's already exercised his option. Uh and then free agent after that. I, I I would go ahead and assume it's gonna be like this. Do whatever you can to get to the point of just getting after it next year. Emptying the tank next year and i think the rangers investing 43 million in him have to almost feel like they got to push the chips into the table next year too
1: but is that the best route to take though because we we've seen with his history that th- at this point in the year he really he really slows down he they've got to they
0: got to this is what i was saying a couple weeks ago like these teams have to start being okay just being vocal about doing the Kershaw thing dude yeah like you know just have your mystery injuries throughout the regular season stay in shape and just keep something keep some juice for the postseason there has to be some of that and with DeGrom being there coming back will he I think DeGrom will be back next year right I believe so yeah yeah um I think they'll probably add to the rotation again. Like they're going to be fine. They might sneak in this year. I don't know if they have the depth to go deep this year, especially with this, but yeah, I mean, there's, we can't continue to refer to Max Scherzer as Max Scherzer of old. And I'm sure it hurts him a little bit. Cause like, you're seeing other guys that have done that, you know, you're seeing Justin Verlander and it's the same age and, he looks A okay. So it's too bad. It definitely sucks, but you know, he's a he's a middle of the rotation kind of guy now. And he's not a two hundred inning, two hundred strikeout guy. Not anymore.
1: No, and I I've made it abundantly clear on this podcast. I am not I'm not about the load management nonsense that's seemingly taking over sports these days, but Yeah. I'm willing to make exceptions for a guy like Kershaw, like Scherzer, who there's not a there's not a question about their willingness or their desire to take the ball every fifth day. At how or the whatever. body can't do it. they they just can't do it. But if you're able to kind of offset that a little bit by spa- you know, spacing out his Indians a little bit, then then do what yeah. you got to do because I'd rather see. I'd rather see a healthy Scherzer go out there, a healthy Kershaw go out there and give you seven-plus if it's every six-day or maybe if you're limiting his his innings earlier in the
0: season. Take 10 starts off, dude. Just go instead of 35, 34, give me me 23 to 25 a year.
1: Make them good. All that to say, though, this news with Scherzer does not – Really affects my belief or lack of belief regarding the Rangers and their postseason chances, because or their ability to succeed in the postseason. Because, like we talked about, Scherzer as of late has not been able to show up in big games for them. Yeah. So, you talk about depth in a in a potential postseason run. I don't know how much value Scherzer's bringing to you. I mean, sure, seeing his name on the on the. Uh, lineup card before a game that can instill a little bit of a confidence for your club. But in terms of the opposition, I don't know if you're looking at that going, ah, this is might have to chalk this up as an L because like we said, he just hasn't been there. The, the well, last few games that he's, I think to it's just like, in.
0: it's us as fans that just, we get obsessed with the name, you know, and then we just have that expectation that it's, that's what it's going to be. And I mean, go to the other side of the ball John Carlos Stanton. You know what I mean? Like that guy's just he's not what he used to be. There isn't that fear. Like you're not you're not absolutely terrified to throw a fastball in on him anymore. It's the same thing as a hitter. And like once you lose that when you lose that fear and the confidence goes away and it's just about stuff in your forty kind of kind of running out of things to to worry about here so i don't think any hitter really fears that guy
1: uh another guy that i mentioned you darvish he is being shut down for the year finishes the season eight and ten with a four five six and a whip of one two nine eight uh was only able to chalk up 136 in the third innings this year um i mean look shut it down it's a lost season for the Padres. You're not you're not missing out on anything here. I mean, he hasn't pitched since like late August. Um There's really not much to say here because like if the Padres were in any sort of position to, to do something, this would carry a little more weight. And sure, like yeah, the, I mean, regardless if a team is in it or not, you hate seeing their their top names, top arms in this scenario go down, but like the Padres, they they had a chance to do something special this year and absolutely blew it. Like to to be blunt, like there was no there was no real hope here uh, for the last few weeks. And there, I'm sure there's Padres fans that would say, "Well, mathematically, if if we would have put if we would have strung together some some wins, like we might be having a different conversation." But it's like it. It's not even about that like I, I know the whole narrative all the time is like you just gotta get in but like if you're the Padres, you that was not the expectation that was not no. the hope coming into the hope was the this year. Dominate, just in. dude the I think the hope was and like we talk about all the time and we have this whole season the Dodgers many people were were labeling them as as punting on this year right. because of the Shohei Sweepstakes and I know that we keep going back to that but like that was the reality of it. They didn't really have a shortstop coming into the season until like in the 11th hour they go out and get Miguel Rojas which that didn't really pan out to be much of anything. And it's like the Dodgers not really having like an elite shortstop that seems a little off. So to me that was an indicator of where the Dodgers were at coming into the season. So if you're the Padres you're looking at that going with the roster that we have established here with the, the these moves in the offseason like yeah we should win this division by double digits and here we are again seemingly crawling to the finish line with zero hope of doing anything playing beyond september and so news like this in a perfect world it should have been somewhat earth-shattering but for them it's just a guy goes down in a lost season so that's that's kind of where we're at with the darvish news
0: yeah four five six era um i think some forget he's 36 years old and what's crazy is that he's signed until like 41 42 years old to be fair it's a somewhat team friendly deal i think he's only making like 14 or 15 a year but it's just not what you expect i mean i i it's not like he's far removed from success i mean back to back years of 21 and, and 22 making 30 starts you know had 194 innings last year so you got to assume it's still in there it's just there's probably a little bit of this reinvent yourself so and um you know we've seen this before with Japanese pitchers like they some of them find success in in learning how to just focus on spinning the ball and you know, go grab like a Tanaka for an example and just change your ways a little bit. And I, I I still see him as being productive. And again, the money isn't like a front of the line starter. He's I think he can transition into like a three, four guy the rest of his career. And if you're getting 160, 170 innings out of somebody like that. That's fine. I think that'll do it. That's all they really need out of him. But. What you're saying with the Padres, I mean, the pitching wasn't the issue this year it was hitting, so
1: uh O'Neill Cruz, another guy, another big name. I mean, I especially with the way the, the pirate season kind of turned on its head. Um I gotta be honest,
0: I didn't think he was coming back this year anyway.
1: I didn't think so either. So honestly, I'm not even quite sure like why this news became news. Like I I Right. There would be no reason for him to come back other no. than to, like, just get his his, his uh, sea legs back a little bit yeah. and get himself situated for next year. But also, like, it, that would be minimal at best. Like, he, it's not like he would see months of action before he they, – they call it a year at the end of September. But um, I think – I think the reality is here we're missing out on a guy that is provides some electricity when he's on the on the field. So I mean that's what we're missing out on. But other than that, I mean the Pirates, like we talked about, it was a good story to start the year. But yeah. just rest up and rest yeah. up and get healthy and rest your let's superstar. See, let's see if we can uh maybe prolong the good the feel good story next year if you're Pittsburgh. Like take heck yeah, for sure. Take take the little dose of what you saw at the start of this year, the the conversation, the narrative that was uh, surrounding your team to start this year and for a good chunk of the the year to start, take that, learn from it, make some moves this offseason beyond just like a little small name here and no, there. Like, yeah, go, out, like, go do splash, some stuff. Go make a splash, get O'Neal Cruz back, and like I said, let's see if we can prolong... Uh, the feel good story a little bit more next year in 2024. Yeah. Um, performances, just want to tip the cap to a couple guys here. Davis Schneider, the Blue Jays. I don't know if enough people are talking about this guy. Through his first 25 games, he's got an OPS of 1.315. Pretty good. The, be- the best anyone has ever had through their first 25 games with a minimum of 100 plate appearances. Wow, wow. The lowest chase rate in Major League Baseball. Really? 14.8. You hear about Soto's chase rate? David Schneider's got one better. 14.8% best in baseball. Also, only one player this year, Aaron Judge, has a higher bail rate than Schneider does. So, something to look into. I think this guy was like a mid-20s uh round draft pick i love it love those stories and i believe i saw a quote floating around that said the the blue jays were outright like yeah this guy's not really a priority <laughs> and he's coming up and doing something that quite literally nobody has ever done before so just wanted to wanted to bring some light to the early start to the career of davis schneider um props to you my friend Trey Turner I'm bringing back the Trey Turner spotlight. Uh, Jared Robbins put out a tweet I think yesterday it says Trey Turner MLB ranks since stand- since the standing ovation on August 4th batting average 388 which ranks third in baseball on base percentage 430 which ranks sixth in baseball slugging 820 which is first in baseball OPS. 1251 one, which is first in baseball, Woba 522 which is first in baseball, hits 54 third in baseball, home runs 16 which is first in baseball, runs 34 which is fourth in baseball, RBIs 41 which is first in baseball, extra base hits 27 which is first in baseball, and total bases 114 which is first in baseball. So,
0: so is his sliding First in baseball.
1: Say what you will about the amount of times that I'm mentioning Trey turn on this podcast, but I'm telling you, dude, there there needs to be a movie made At about this, point, this standing ovation. It's insane. It's been a month and a half. Like This is not
0: just a fluke. Like This, this dude is... I don't know why people forgot that he's a superstar. This guy, I love it. I he love had...
1: It. He had uh what was it 10 home runs in 11 games. <laughs> and it literally got to the point during that stretch where you'd be watching the game and you'd be like, "Okay, well he's going to hit one tonight. It's just a matter of which inning." Yeah. Well, I got I was yeah. watching the game the other night or I wasn't watching the game because apparently I'm blacked out from Braves Phillies games down here in South Carolina, which I think is ridiculous. That's I weird. I mean, I get it. I get it, but it's it's just ridiculous. Uh, but I was was, uh, tracking the game for fantasy purposes because I got a few Phillies on there. And I was like, he's going to hit one tonight. And sure enough, get the notification, Trey Turner, home run. I was like, okay. So it's gotten to the point of Trey Turner where it's almost automatic. And I think, like I said, a movie needs to be written about this because. I'm with it. I mean, what a story. What a story. And if. That's a big if. Because the the Braves are like a juggernaut right now. But I I did sharpie the Phillies
0: into the World Series. That's true. We can't back out now. MVP? You're choosing your MVP right now?
1: I'm not choosing my MVP. What are you talking about? Your World Series MVP. Oh. No, I'm just saying if. They can do that and somehow go on to win the World Series. That's going to be a nice added layer to the movie, to the documentary. Because if they were able to pull that off, that would be quite the storybook ending.
0: It's true, man. It's really true. I'm here for it. I don't know who would be against it.
1: I'm worried though, man. The Phillies need to figure out how to win close ball games. Like I could put out that that post about. A few uh, home runs Bryce Harper's had over the last month, to where he either like tied the game or mm-hmm. put them ahead, and they went on to lose all of those. Yeah, any sort of late inning heroics that the the offense seems to have, the the bullpen just decides to blow it. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna need them to figure that out. And kind of tangent here, if we're trying to pull off this O's, um, dude,
0: really for
1: real, we're trying to pull off this O's ALDS trip. I'm gonna need them to kind of dial it in here too because the 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 Rays are still kinda of hanging around. And we'll get into that here in just a minute. But uh just wanted to bring some bring some attention to these these couple guys, David Schneider, Trey Turner. Uh is there anything else you got before we get to weekend series? I did. I just can't remember. Do you want me to go weekend series so you can remember?
0: Oh, I think it was uh, now. I mean, we can wait till next week. I was, I don't know. This Otani stuff has me, I don't know. Like, he was scratched again. Like, I don't know if he's going to be shut down. So I'm just, like, part of me is wondering, do we start having conversations about other people in AL for MVP? You know? So I think that's something we can get into here. If he doesn't play again, you know, because.
1: Are you saying, are you saying for this year or just moving forward? Yeah,
0: this year. I don't know. You take three weeks off at the end of the season. Someone gets close numbers wise. Like I know we chalked him in early, rightfully so. I haven't looked at numbers. I haven't looked at anyone else.
1: Yeah, but I mean I I think he with the year that he was having, I think he he accumulated enough. We'll see. Up until getting scratched, I think he I have I no idea fine. who
0: else would be in that conversation, but
1: but it brings up the point of like moving forward. If if he does get shut down or if he moves to some like Value. extremely limited role on the bump, yeah value it's not just going to be a shoe in every year like we're gonna have to have very hard conversations about whether or not he's deserving of the mvp year in and year out because if if you're not and i know it sounds crazy but like well if you're if you're not going seven plus every every time you're on the bump in addition to DHing in the days between like I, i get what Shohei's doing is crazy and we don't need to like rehash that because it, it's well documented at this point what he's capable of doing but like if what you're known for and what you've been winning these MVPs on goes away or is diminished at any point or yeah. to any extent like the we have to have a conversation like it, can he be considered a, a guarantee at the start of every year because if, if he gets moved to even like a closer role it's like
0: I don't know. It's just, I think it's more about like him getting to a team that knows how to take care of him. The Angels have clearly just beaten the hell out of this guy.
1: Well, if, if history has proved, has told us anything, the Yankees would not be a good fit for him either because their medical staff, 100% sure, uh, is, uh, they, they, they raised some questions.
0: They all went to chiropractor school. I don't know, 40, 44 and 95. If Shohei is done, it's 44 and 95. 304 batting average. 1066 OPS.
1: Okay, so you essentially- That's really good,
0: and that's a great season. I'm just saying, if there's... I don't know, but if there's other people in that conversation, and they finish the year out, and they end up playing 150, 155 games... And they're near those numbers. Like I think it's time to start having that combo. Right,
1: but that right there—if they're near the numbers, you haven't even touched on what Shohei did on the bump this year. Like that. Fair enough. That's what I'm saying. This year, I think he's fine. But moving forward, if he, if whatever team he ends up with, if they decide like we don't even want to really bother with this pitching thing because we, you're staring down the barrel of possibly a second TJ. Like we're just gonna. We're just not even gonna mess with it, or we're gonna give you a very limited role. Like I, that's, I think, when you can start having a conversation. Like if a guy just goes out and blows him out of the water offensively to offset their their lack of contributions on the mound, then you can start having the conversation. He should have just had TJ right away. He really should have, but I don't know, guys. Guys nowadays, I feel like. They like stretching it out. They're like, well, let's just wait. And then they wait till like February and they're like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's make the decision to go ahead and get the surgery. I, I don't know what that's all about. Um, weekend series to watch for me, the Rays versus the O's kind of like what I was just saying, we're going to have to keep an eye on this because they got a four game set starting tonight, Thursday. Yeah, dude. And they're, I think I saw their two games up on the Rays in division. Is that right? Two yeah, games, I think so. I think you're right. We got a four game set. Yep. Like, I had, I've, I've already got the tickets for the ALDS. And I if know, the Rays keep dude. fooling around, or if the O's <laughs> keep fooling around, dude, like, what are we doing? I know. Maybe I know. we'll have to switch gears and go to wild card game in Baltimore. Who knows?
0: I don't know, dude. But we were looking at. Um, I sent you this graphic of like if all the games. um like the one-run games the one-run games all got flipped like to the other side of success. The Orioles would drop 14 games and they'd be third in the division. At 77 wins right now.
1: I mean, but hey, they're they're
0: doing it. I'm just saying they're like it. they're they're barely surviving. So they need to play good ball. Is it in Baltimore this weekend?
1: You know, that's a good question. I don't even think I pulled that up. Because if you're going to Tampa, trouble, 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 trouble. No, I think it's in Baltimore. Yeah, I think it's in Baltimore. Yeah, it is. Uh, ga- cool. Good. Game one, Aaron Savali versus Kyle Bradish. Game two, Zach Eflin versus Jack Flaherty. Game three, this is the one I'm going to try to tune in for Uh, in the midst of our return back from vacation. Tyler Glasnow versus Grayson Rodriguez. Mm. And then Sunday, you got Zach uh Latell versus dean kramer could
0: that be the tallest starting pitcher combination of all time glass now and grayson rodriguez
1: that'd be interesting to Ooh, look up. i need to look that up i want to look that up interesting that could make for a great uh a great post i love stuff like that
0: just curious about it i don't know unless like chris young and randy johnson matched up one day
1: Yo, what? What? Breaking news. I haven't get it yet. What? The Red Sox have fired Heim Bloom. There you go. Are you for? No way. <laughs> There's nothing
0: like wait until September. No way. <laughs>
1: Let's go. See ya, Heim. <laughs> yep, bum, get out of town. Let's get a guy in here who knows how to spend some money and not treat the Boston Red Sox like the Rays. Let's go. Uh. Oh God, what a great, what a great bit of news to get on vacation. <laughs> Holy cow, dude
0: uh wow the beach, the beach just got way brighter
1: oh the, ocean the clouds got fresher. are disappearing the sun's getting just a little bit warmer The drinks are a little bit colder wow that car ain't as hot anymore what a day holy cow i'm so back i've been so out on this team this year i am so back Go does it matter Sox- who they hire do you care I don't because I think they learned their <laughs> lesson. I think they realized, yeah, this isn't going to work. Let's yeah. go. Okay. I'm, I'm hype. Let's go. All right. What's, uh, what weekend series you got?
0: Well, mine's just, yeah, there's not a whole lot of excitement anymore. Um, Cubs here in Phoenix for the D backs. This is a big series. Three game set. Cubs currently hold the second wild card spot, D backs hold the third. Um, only two games back from each other
1: for the so, Cubs fans that listen to our podcast. Can you just express to them how, well, I mean, I can vouch for you the excitement that Nate has surrounding um, the so, prospects of the Cubs and Phillies matching up in the wild card. Like that's all Nate it. wants right now. That's I all Nate it. wants.
0: I need, and I need them to force a game three. So, so we can go so I can get there. I need that to happen. So, Definitely, definitely rooting for the Cubs. Diamondbacks, I don't really care. I don't care. Justin Steele going game one. This starts Friday, by the way. Justin Steele going game one against Brandon P. Fat. Did game two, Kyle Hendricks.
1: Wasn't sure if you were deciding to beatbox there or where. you that.
0: Uh, maybe that's whoever came up with that last name. Um, Kyle Hendricks going game two against Zach Davies. And then game three, Jordan Wicks going for the Cubs, evil twin of Jordan Hicks. And um, D-backs going with Ryan Nelson. So give me, give me some Cubbies holding it down in the desert. Let's go. Love
1: it. Uh, closing the book here, talking about higher-ups in front offices, uh, we obviously got the news just now of Heim Bloom. But on the flip side... On the flippity-flip. More positive note for the Mets. Uh, they hired David Stearns, who was formerly with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, what was interesting about that, though, is I completely forgot. And I remember this news like being a thing. But they... Uh, he was... Den- <laughs> He was denied. I was reading this. He was denied permission by the Brewers to talk about the Mets' uh, position after the 2021 season. Uh, but now that they've gotten that cleared up, I just thought it was interesting because it's like you don't re- you you think about tampering at like the player level, but you never really think about it as much with yeah. like the higher ups. So like in the front office, it's just something something interesting. But right, uh, he will begin his. I think I read it's a five year. Contracts. uh he'll begin that at the end of the regular season this year so
0: i mean imagine what he's capable of doing when they actually are backed with some money and some balls whoops said it sorry but like if look if you're holding it down in milwaukee and you're like constantly in your tenure like constantly in the chase and now you're going somewhere that's willing to write checks I'm excited to see what he can do. Mets are still gonna
1: met, but right. I was just about to say. It. I hate to say it, like I I feel very similar to this. The like the same way I felt with the Buck Showalter Walter and it's like, yeah, it might give you a little bump in yeah. terms of total wins at the end of the season, but in terms of culture, I don't know. Like I thought, honestly, I thought Steve Cohen was going to be the fix. Because I'm like, okay, sure, yeah.
0: But, like, I mean, he, we, he obviously doesn't know baseball, so.
1: Well, I mean, it's like, at the end of the day, we know that money doesn't fix everything. We've seen it how, it's, how it played out with the Mets. We saw how it played out with the Padres. Like, it, it's not always the answer, but I've yeah. always said, you at least give yourself a shot. Like, yeah. it, if it doesn't pan out, that's not on the guy writing the checks. That's on the players. Yeah. So, I thought that was going to be the fix. It almost seemingly has gotten worse somehow for the Mets since Steve Cohen's taken over just in terms of the, the status or the, the perception of the Mets Mm. since Cohen took over, it's somehow seemingly has taken a nosedive, which didn't even think that was possible, but here we are. So I don't know. Get this though. Here's something interesting.
0: We saw reports that the brewers were like really, really in on Pete Alonso, Peter. They were yes. trying to trade for Peter at the deadline. So yes. now that Mr. Stearns has switched camps could be interesting. Maybe they're really yeah, excited about point. keeping Peter. So, um, something to pay attention to there.
1: That's a good point, which is an, another thing real quick. I know we get on Peter a lot. Rightfully so guys, a, guys, a, a nerd at times guys, a dweeb, uh, just a tip of the cap to Peter. I've tipped my cap to him for lacing up for the old US of A and the World Baseball Classic. I'm not gonna say a negative thing about a guy that decided to lace up for USA and World Baseball Classic. Except Jeff McNeil. Nah, a dude, bum. even Jeff McNeil bum. like Bomb. No, he didn't he didn't swing the bat whatsoever, but you know, he's still suited up when other guys were like, Yeah, no, I'd rather get some rest for the, the season ahead. What like whatever. Jeff McNeil uh, but, sucks. No, no, nothing negative about Jeff McNeil for Team USA, but just tip of the cap for Pete Alonso and the work that he does for uh, everything related to nine eleven. Like he, I know he has a big, a big role in that, and uh, really does what he can to, to to help out like families and and fans alike who have been affected by that. So I I just saw that in the news, and like I know that's not the first time he's done something like that. So, uh, props to him for that, but. All that to say, I think we've got our weekend series out of the way, uh, closing the book. Unless you got anything else, I say we call it a week and uh, get out of here.
0: Sounds Gouda to me. Have fun uh, at the beach. Rest your weekend. Head back soon. Sunday.
1: Heading back Saturday, so a couple more days here, and nice. I will
0: be. Nothing recording. like that one day of recovery after a vacation. It's a must. It's, it's, an, it's absolute an absolute must. must. I like so, it. So yeah,
1: next time next time you hear from me, I will be reporting from my unnamed studio. I, we need to come up with a name. I've been, I've been putting in too much work into that office to not have a name for it. So, Ooh. you know, if there's there's some names that uh name ideas that y'all got, whether it's you Nate or the people listening, throw them at me cuz I, I, I want it. a name too. I need a name for the studio. I want one too. Let's get
0: creative. Yeah. Don't go chasing curveballs.
1: We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.